Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, Masters in Psychology, Certified Life Coach, Expert Career Confidence Coach, and Founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. This week, we are going to be talking about interviews, and we're specifically going to be talking about how to respond to those behavioral-based job interview questions. So I'm going to be sharing a specific framework to help you do that. But before I do that, I do want to share with you, my husband and I have officially moved into our new home. This has been quite a journey. We began really looking for a house seriously about two years ago. And with the ability to now both of us work from home, we took the plunge about six months ago and sold our home in California, drove cross country with our dog as well over here to Michigan now, which is where we are. We were seeking out trees. We were seeking out nature seasons. And also I have some family in Michigan as well. And so we were looking for that change. We were looking for more of a a forest setting in order to set roots down. And we are here now. It has been quite a journey and especially the past six months as we've been seriously house searching and looking for what we saw as our next place to be. And we are there now. We've moved in. Now, we don't have all our furniture in the room yet. So if you're listening to this and it sounds a bit different, that's likely the reason I'm in a different place entirely. But also the room is pretty empty because we still have a lot of boxes uh, and everything that hasn't been unpacked. So uh, we will be doing that throughout the coming weeks, but I wanted to make sure to get some content out for you all to get value from. So it'll sound a little bit different probably the next couple of weeks as the room continues to change and grow as we continue to unpack our things in that way. Okay, so that is where I'm at. How are you doing? I hope you are having a wonderful day. Uh, for me, it's springtime over in Michigan, so it is raining, and I'm loving the thunderstorms that have been happening at night, though my dog does not love them so much, but we are we are working through that. So that's where I'm at, and I hope all is well with you. And where we're headed today is we're talking about job interviews. I know that it can feel quite stressful to go into an interview and not know what they're going to ask you. And no matter how much prep you do, you never really know the questions that they're going to throw your way. And that can be quite nerve wracking to not know and to try to prepare, but to know you never really can know. And so what I want to do is I want to share with you the framework that helped me to nail my interviews. I've been using this since really I I was into careers. I first discovered it in graduate school when I was applying for an internship that I really wanted. And I was trying to figure out how could I show my skills and expertise? Because most of the experiences that I had at that time were from school projects. And while I knew they could translate to the job, I didn't know if the interviewers would see it in that way because it wasn't on the job experience. 
And I wanted them to see why I would be such a great fit for the position. And so I started looking up different frameworks and ways in order to structure responses to demonstrate my skills, to show how my skills from one setting, the the school setting, could actually apply and translate quite well to the real world job setting. And so what I just did was a bunch of research and I discovered several different frameworks that people have used. And I played around with a bunch of them, tried responding with them. And what I found was the STAR method. That's the the name of the framework. And I'll get into what that is in a moment. But that method was the most impactful for me because it gave me a clear idea for how to respond But I also didn't want to feel mechanical. And so I found ways to loosen the framework up a bit so that it could still be fun and engaging and approachable and genuine and not feel like I had memorized some framework and was just robotically responding. And that is not what you want to do on an interview either. You want to still be a person. So you don't want to get trapped in your structure to the point where you just sound like you're one of those auto voices or automated sound voice, you know, like the answering machine type of voice responding to questions. And so I'm going to share some tactics with you today about how to help yourself use the STAR method to ace those interviews so that you can get the jobs that you're wanting, that you're qualified for, that maybe you just haven't known how to translate your skills to that setting yet, but this framework will help you do that. Okay. That is where we're headed before we do that. I do have a work win to celebrate. And today I am celebrating one of my clients who's a one-on-one client with me. And we've been working together for several months and we've really been focused on helping her manage her time and get clear on some of her boundaries on what she would stand for, what she was up for and what she was not up for when it came to her career and the side businesses that she is building. And I am celebrating her because one of the things we've been working on is how to say no. And what she was realizing is she was able to say no in certain settings at work or in personal life, but she was not translating that to her own business because she has her own business that she is building while she also has her full-time job. And what she told herself was, you know what? This is a business. It is not a hobby. It is not just something I'm doing for fun. This is a business. And I am here to show up as a business woman. I am the CEO of my own company And that means sometimes saying no, because that's what's best for the business. And I am here, I am showing up to make those calls. And so she turned down some, uh, an offer for some free support from someone that she valued and cared about, but she didn't feel like was the right fit for what her business needed at that time. And she shared with me that it was hard to say no because she cares about this person. And at the same time, she knew that this was what was right for the business. And so she was able to show up for herself and for her business and say no so that she could create space for what would be more successful. And she went on to then fire a consultant that just was not working out the way she wanted it to. She in the past had struggled to do this 
because she didn't want to create more work for herself and didn't really want to let herself down or them down. But she also knew that this is what her business needed to get to the next level. And so I am so proud of this client because she is showing up for herself. She is making the hard calls and being willing to feel uncomfortable as she honors the needs that her business has. And so congratulations to this client. Sometimes some of the hardest things to do in our business is to say no, is to walk away, is to close the door on a path because we might not know what we need, but we know what we don't need. And so we have to have that faith in ourselves, in our business acumen, in our abilities to be strategic and to let go of things that maybe could kind of work, but won't work that great in order to make space for what will be amazing for our growth and for our business. Okay, now we are back to the topic at hand, which is about interviewing. And as I mentioned earlier, we are talking about the STAR method for interviews. This method is what we want to use when we get behavioral interview questions. And so I'm going to first define what a behavioral interview question is. Then I'm going to share the STAR method and how to use it. And then I'll give you an example so you can see this in real life. So behavioral interview questions. These are questions that our interviewers will ask us that are about a specific topic or theme. And the goal of these questions is our interviewers are trying to see how we show up and how we respond in particular situations and circumstances. What research will show us is the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And so behavioral interview questions ask you about how you responded to something from your past in order for them to determine how you would likely respond in the future if you were to take on the position that you're applying for. And so there'll be questions like, tell me about a time when you had competing priorities. How did you respond? What did you do? Or tell me about a time when you had to have a difficult conversation with a coworker. Tell me about a time when you were working with a customer and they wanted you to proceed in a certain way that you didn't think was best for them. How did you guide them? What did you tell them? What did you do? So those are all examples of behavioral questions. You'll see they're all grounded in things that you've done in the past. And so they rely on you having some type of past situation that you can draw from in order to tell them how you would show up in those uh, situations if similar ones were to come up in the future. I personally love these questions when I'm being interviewed because they give me a chance to highlight my skills, my background, my expertise. But this can be quite tricky feeling if you feel like you don't have any past experience that relate to the job that you're applying for. Maybe you're a student fresh out of school and so you don't have a lot of job experience to back you up. Or maybe you're switching industries altogether and so you have a lot of experience in the tech industry but you're switching into healthcare or something of the sorts and so you're not sure how to translate what you've done in one setting to the other. Or maybe you're making a lateral move with your career so you've been in customer service and you want to switch to software engineering and you've been building your skill set and so you know you have the skills 
but you don't know if they'll see it because most of your experiences were from customer service, not software engineering. And so those are all examples where you could feel stuck with these behavioral interview questions. And what I'm here to tell you is you do not have to feel stuck. You do not have to feel like you don't have a way to shine in those questions. Because here's the thing. What I often find when I'm working with my clients is they tell me they're lacking a skill set. And so then their plan is to get a certification, to get a degree, to take a class in order to build that skill set. And that can work. There's nothing wrong with that. I am all about continued growth and transformation. I'm often gaining new skills myself, gaining new certifications myself. And what I want you to ask yourself is if you really don't have those skills or if it's just that you haven't seen how what you've done in the past already translates to those skills. What we really want to do when it comes to getting a job is seeing how the skills we already have translate to the job that we want. And so that is a powerful technique to help yourself do well in your interviews. And so what I want to do now is you know what behavioral questions are. I want to now teach you how to use the STAR method. And I want you, as you're listening to this podcast, to think about the job that you want, not the one you maybe currently have, but your ideal position, where you're headed. And if you're not sure exactly what that looks like, that is okay. Just have a general sense of the types of things you'd be doing or the types of skills that you would be applying, and that will help you as you're listening to this podcast episode. Okay, with that in mind now, here's what the STAR method is. It's called STAR because it stands for situation, so S, task, or T, A for action, R for result. So it spells STAR. And what you want to do is in every behavioral interview question, you want to use this method in order to structure your response. So you'll start with whatever the situation was that you had. You'll then go into the tasks that you uh, had with that, then the actions you took, and then the result that it got. Okay, so let's break down each of these letters. So the situation, this is when you're describing a situation that you were in or a task that you needed to accomplish. And what you want to do is you want to describe the specific event or situation. You don't want to get too generalized. You want to say what you were actually doing. You want enough detail so that the interviewer knows what's going on. But when you do that, you want to make sure you're using language that isn't specific to your previous role. So like earlier, I'd said somebody might want to switch from customer service to software engineering. Well, you don't want to be using customer service jargon in your interview response to software engineers because they're going to assume that that means you don't understand the software engineer language and the way they approach questions. So you always want to frame your situation in the lens of the language that would be used in the job you're wanting, not based on the situation that you're describing. So use language based on 
the job you're wanting. This one will make it easier for your interviewers to know what you're talking about because that's what they're going to be more well-versed in. And two, will help your interviewers better see how your skills translate to the current job without making them have to do the work of trying to figure out why it connects. Because you got to remember, they're asking you these behavioral questions, not because they care about your previous role and what you did, but because they want to see how you could be successful in the role you're applying for. So they're always having the goal of, can this person do the job they're applying for and would they be excellent at it? That's their perspective. So keep that in mind whenever you're responding to their interview questions and when you're using the STAR method and you're just choosing a situation to talk about, you want to talk about it from that mindset as well of describing it in a way that they could understand using language that they would get, not using jargon from your previous company. You also don't want to spend a ton of time here describing the situation at length. They don't care about every person that was on the team with you. They don't care about all of the details and the nuances. They just need enough to know what you're talking about. So just a couple sentences here would do. And I also want to share, it doesn't have to be from a job itself. So you could take a situation that was from a volunteer experience that you had or an internship or a project that you did on your own, because those all could apply to the job that you are applying for. So that's the situation. The task, when you think about the task, what I want you to actually think about is the goal you were working toward. So that's the question you want to ask yourself. What was the goal I was working towards? So let's say they asked you a question about, tell me about a time when you had competing priorities. So what you would do is you describe a situation where you had competing priorities. And then when you talk about the task, you want to describe the goal you were working towards. So in that case, the goal was to accomplish your key priorities effectively and quickly so you could get as much done as possible without compromising quality. So you want to think about that when you think about the task. What was the goal that you were working toward? Then when you get to action, this is where you describe the specific steps that you took to address the situation, and you want to keep this focused on you. What I find happens when I'm coaching my clients and I'm doing mock interviews with them is they describe the actions and they say things like, well, we did this. My team and I came together and what we decided was this. And yes, that is likely true. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, but you're in an interview and that means you're meant to talk about you. What did you do? And so instead of talking about it as that we, I recommend you saying things like, okay, so I came together with my team and together we brainstormed and I suggested this solution and they agreed. And so what I did was I helped us choose what each person could do, what each person's task would be. And then I went and I, and then you go on and you describe what you did. But notice we shifted from a we focus to an I focus. You're telling the same story. You're not lying in any way, but you're telling it from your first person I vantage point as opposed to a we vantage point. You want to do this because your interviewers want to hear about you. 
Don't feel concerned about being overly boastful. Just be honest. What did you do? Bring your team into it if they were a part of it, but talk about it from your first-person perspective, not as a collective we. And what I also find here is you don't want to get overly chronologically detailed here. Break down your actions maybe into three key steps that you did, overarching themes and the specifics for how that happened. Don't give them a whole monologue for them to have to digest and try to pull out the pieces. You want to make their job as easy as possible so that more structure you put in your response while still keeping it fun and engaging, the better they'll be able to take in what you share. And so what you're doing here is you're building in the skill of storytelling as you use this framework. And so it's still engaging. It's still dynamic. You're still using different tones and your speaking pattern to make what you share, draw them in, but you're doing so with this framework. The last letter is R and that stands for result. And with this is you want to share the outcome that your actions created. And do not, again, do not be shy about taking credit for your behaviors, for what you did. They want to know what happened. How did the event end? How did you prioritize? What what was the accomplishment here? What did you learn? And so you want to make sure to bring those in. And when I teach STAR method to my clients, I actually teach it a little different than the traditional model. And when I talk about the results, I want you to talk about it in two layers. I want you to talk about the result in terms of the result you accomplished within that situation. And then I want you to pull back and go more to the macro level. And I want you to say why that result would help you with the role that you are applying for. And what that does is that brings it home for your interviewers to see why this accomplishment that you created for that specific situation in that previous role would be so beneficial for them in the role that you're applying for because you're showing them how the skill translates by telling them how you would apply that same approach to the current job that you're applying for. So now you know what the framework is, and I want to give you an example of how to apply it. So let's say your behavioral interview question was something like, tell me about a time when you were able to increase sales for your department. So your response might be something like this. Yeah, so there was a time when advertising revenue was at an all-time low for my previous company's magazine. And this was because a lot of the larger long-term advertisers weren't renewing their contracts with us. My goal was to create incentives that would entice new advertisers. And that way we could maintain our standard of advertising revenue even though we were losing these long-time advertisers. And so what I did was I came up with a three-pronged plan. One, improve customization for advertisers. Two, revise our rates. And three, demonstrate benefits of using our magazine to the advertisers to help entice them to sign with us. And so I'll go ahead and break each of these down specifically so you can see 
how this showed up in this situation. And I think you'll also be able to see then how I could take a similar approach to any company to help them create some more success when their revenue might be falling. So in this case, the first step was improving the customization of ads. And so what I did was I called and I interviewed our current and potential advertising partners to hear what they were wanting, what was working for them, what wasn't. And then I created a revamped offer based on those responses. And from there, I updated our rates to be competitive with the current marketplace. And I presented that to the potential advertisers and also first, of course, met with our head of marketing to demonstrate why it was worth having reduced rates because it would be offset by having longer term contracts with advertisers. So while the rate was lower, the contract length was longer. And so that would create a benefit. And then third, I developed marketing flyers and called different advertisers with our revised plan. And I really highlighted the benefits and how it would deliver beyond some of the local competitor options that these advertisers had been considering. As a result, I was able to sign contracts with 10 former advertisers. So ones that we thought we were losing were coming back because of the new plan that I had created. And I was also able to sign with seven new advertisers, which more than offset what we were missing before I created this new plan. And so as an additional gain, my company has continued to leverage this approach and it's led to an increased advertiser retention rate at no additional expense to us. And I can really see this applying to this current role and your department, while it's not for a magazine, it would apply quite well to your online marketing systems that you're currently using. And I could take a similar approach to help you out as well. Okay, so that is an example of how you could use STAR to respond to a behavioral question. So what you saw was I described the situation in just a couple of sentences. I made the task just into a goal statement. I took my actions and I outlined three specific steps that I took and then went into detail with each, highlighting how it was beneficial to the company. And then for the result, I didn't only explain how it helped in that short term. I explained the long-term impact and then went on to tie it back to the position I was applying for to let them see that I saw how the skills translate and to help them to see it too. So this is an example of how you can use the STAR method to answer behavioral questions. So what I would like for you to do is if you are in the job search arena. You want to use this method. So start by writing down the situation, the task, the action, and result that you could do to respond to each interview question, and then go ahead and practice saying it out loud. I get that you still might not know what interview question is coming your way. So to help you know which situations and questions to prep for, I recommend you read through the job description for the place you applied. Read through it to see some of the key themes, the key competencies, the key responsibilities that you would have. And then what I want you to do is I want to identify what those key themes are. And so there's often usually some type of theme around leadership or project management or time management 
or communication, whatever it might be, come up with what the key themes are. Because that way, you don't need to come up with a response for every single potential question under the sun. You just need to come up with a response for the key themes that are within your job description, the job you're applying for. And what this will do too is this will mean if you're applying for a lot of similar positions, you won't need to do the same level of prep over and over again because prepping for one interview by identifying the key themes for that type of role and responding based on that, that'll apply to every role you apply for. And so this will make you more efficient in your prep process for your interviews as well. So go through the job descriptions for the roles you're wanting, identify the key themes that come up, and then come up with some specific situations that could relate to each of those themes. This way, instead of needing to have 50 different responses for 50 different potential questions, you just need to identify about five to seven common themes and then figure out what five to seven situations you can use to demonstrate how you could drive value related to that theme. And what this means then is when you're in the interviews, you just listen for the theme and you respond with star based on that. I've been doing this approach for my entire career. Like I mentioned in the beginning, this is what got me out of my school project-based abilities into an internship. And then I was able to take the same approach and go from that internship and get a full-time position immediately upon graduating in an incredible company. And then I was able to take that and translate it into a different position. So I went from instructional systems design. And when I realized that was not where I wanted to be, I interviewed for another company that was a very different type of role in analytics. And I was able to show how my instructional system design skill set translated to analytics because I knew how to tell the story of the power of my skills. And then I was able to translate from analytics when I was ready to leave that position into coaching communication. Those are very different positions, but I was able to use this framework to translate my skills effectively so that the hiring managers and the interviewers knew why I was so qualified for the role. So you can use this method to help you translate your skills from one setting to another, from one skill set to another, because the skills are often the same. You're just showing the way that they translate a little bit differently depending on the position you want. This is something that can take some practice and can take some honing. And so be patient with yourself as you're trying this out. It's also something you can't just write down your responses once and be done with it. You have to actually verbalize them out loud. You have to practice saying them in the interview setting and it can help to get feedback. And so that is what I help my clients with is I help them hone their confidence in their interviews. I help them identify what position it is they even want and apply for those positions. I help them craft their resume and cover letters to highlight their skills. I help them interview in a way that demonstrates their value and how they drive success and would support the organization for its vision, how they would be an excellent fit. I help them figure out how to cultivate the energy to be influential in that interview nail their responses to 
clearly demonstrate why they are the one for the job and help them feel genuine and confident as they do this. This is how I was able to get incredible positions with leaps in my salary and my responsibilities throughout my job career. This is also how I help my clients do the same thing. I can help you too. This podcast episode gives you the structure for doing this on your own. And if you want help turning this into a reality so that you are crushing your interviews in a way that demonstrates your value and gets you the job you want, join me in one-on-one coaching. I have two spots left at the time of this recording, and that is all. So if you want one of those spots, sign up for your consult. That's the first step. Go to beliefc.com slash schedule and secure your spot today. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com slash schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with salt.